When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. There is nothing I love more than an amazing meal with high-quality meat cooked at home because... Let's be honest, eating out is so expensive. And you also know that eating out is the number one budget buster. That is why I am so glad I found ButcherBox. ButcherBox is a premium meat subscription service dedicated to delivering high-quality, grass-fed and grass-finished beef, organic chicken, pork-raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood directly to your doorstep with free shipping always. You even get exclusive member deals, recipes, and a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing price. New users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef, three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a year. Use code ETM and get $20 off your first box at ButcherBox.com. Last night, we made a beef stew with meat from ButcherBox, and you can taste the difference. It was so satisfying and delicious. And all of our friends that were over for a dinner party, they raved at how good it was. So do yourself a favor and eat better this year with the best meat and seafood on the planet delivered to your door. ButcherBox is offering my listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm and use code etm to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money. And today we're talking the no cash revolution. Happy Friday, everyone. I hope that you have uh, just the most amazing Friday. I was lucky enough to be up in San Francisco the last couple of days, and it could not have been a more beautiful couple of days in San Francisco. Any of you who know kind of the uh, Northern California Pacific Northwest area knows that there is a ton of rain that is always kind of moving in and out. San Francisco, obviously not as bad as Seattle and Portland. But San Francisco does tend to get more rain than we do down here in the Los Angeles area. And I mean, the weather was just spectacular. It was like high 60s, very low breeze. The sun was out. The water was glistening. Um, I was so fortunate to have a room that overlooked the water, which is rare in San Francisco because like New York, it's kind of a building jungle, if you will. 
And uh, I was up there for a really exciting meeting with Fidelity. And uh, I'm going to be sharing some of their tools and tips um, in a couple upcoming podcast episodes. But they've got some really cool things that they've been innovating. You know, they don't just want to be the leaders in, um, you know, retirement plans and things like that. They really want to be thought as financial wellness uh, leaders, you know, really helping you kind of plan all different areas of your life. So they have some really innovative tools that I'm super excited to share with you coming up. But it was such a blessing to be able to go up there. I always love when I'm able to travel for work. It's just kind of like a mental recharge. Those of you who travel for work, um, if you do it a lot, it's probably not a mental recharge. But you know, for me, a short little trip, you know, getting to be by myself and meeting other cool people and, you know, eating some yummy new food. It's just always, um, you know, such an awesome uh, perk, I guess I would say, of, of what I do and being able to bring to you lots of new information and tools because I think, you know, what's so cool is that you know, when I first graduated college, like all of these tools didn't exist, right? We didn't have all of these money bloggers. We didn't obviously have podcast. YouTube wasn't a thing. And, um, you know, I, I just really wonder, like, what would I have known about money? Would it be any different if I sort of rolled out of college having all of that accessible to me, like a lot of you listening to the podcast do? And um, I almost wonder, like, if it's too much noise, if there's so much that you're reading and listening to that it's, it's you know, it's making all of this perhaps a bit confusing for you, or if all of the information is really helping you, um, you know, come up with all of these, you know, strategies and ideas and tips and different things to try because, you know, we all, I think, are super passionate about living life right now, right? Like none of us really want to wait until we're 60 or 70, God forbid. Um, that feels really old, right? And yet it's not old. It's not old. Um, my parents are in their 70s and they think and act like 21-year-olds. So it's not old. But, um, you know, it's just it's just really interesting to me. And I know I wish you could talk back to me. I mean, that's sometimes what I really wish on the podcast. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I could just hear what they're thinking or saying back, um, that would be so cool. But um, anyway, I, I know you know what I'm what I'm getting at. And so, you know, I'm hoping to bring you lots of tools and information to help maybe, you know, quiet some of that noise and give you some um, some different things that you can really practically use. And look, there's always going to be need for financial planners. A lot of times people ask me like, well, you know, are all these tools and tips and all these things, are they basically cutting me out of a job? And I'm like, gosh, no. I mean, we need CFP certified financial planners like myself more now than ever before, because there is this huge age gap, right? In the industry. And in fact, only 23% of all CFPs are female, 23%. And there's only about 60 some odd thousand of us that are that are certified financial planners, which is kind of the highest echelon of um, financial planners. And only 23% are women. So yes, we need we need uh, planners because you know you can get all these tools and tips and you can get all these really cool calculators. But sometimes you need somebody who is outside, who has the expertise, who can really dial it all in for you, right? And so, you know, I don't worry about about my job, about that part of my job. You know, I love what I do, and um, 
it's just another reason why I do this podcast because I want to be able to be a straight shooter with you and uh, to kind of bring you different stories and information that I see when I work with people because I think we get so siloed with our thinking about money that you know, we don't think that it's possible that anybody else can be going through what we're going through. And I'm here to tell you that probably almost everybody (laughs) that you walk past on the street has gone through what you're going through, maybe a little different way, but, um, they've experienced the same thing. So I just don't want you to think that you're alone in this because you absolutely aren't. Financial anxiety, anyone? Yeah, you're not alone, but worrying about it, it doesn't help. Earnin does. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 per day as you work and leave an additional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So how would you spend the money you get from Earnin? Well, Honestly, my hubby and I have been feeling a little bit disconnected lately. That's what happens after you've been together about 12 years. So I would spend the money on a special date night with dinner and maybe bowling, you know, to bring back some of that giggly excitement that we both felt at the beginning. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security, gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin, T-A-L-K-A-N, money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin money under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash T-O-S for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And that was a complete, uh, I don't even, that wasn't even a segue. I don't even know what to tell you. I don't even know how that happened. (laughs) I was telling you about San Francisco and then somehow we got there. Um, But what I really want to talk to you about today is this idea of going cashless. And, you know, I have fallen into the trap more times than not where I, without thinking, will park in a parking garage and then I go to come out of the parking garage and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have no money on me. I have no cash. Like, what if they don't take a credit card? Um, It happened to me last week, actually. And, you know, if you can picture this, like I'm in my car and I'm trying to get the woman behind the counter to just do me a solid. I think I owed like six bucks and I had like $3 on me. And she was just giving me the look like... (laughs) I don't know what you're going to do, but I need three more dollars. So I knew I was in trouble and I just started like dismantling my car. Um, I started digging for change. I'm like, ah, no, I have a dollar here or a dollar there. And by some luck and grace, I was able to find 
the entire like $6.03 to give to her. And I felt super victorious. And then I drove out and I'm like, okay, that is a stupid move, right? We're so used to not having cash. I don't, it's literally a battle for me to go to the ATM and take cash out. Um, I know that I should always have some cash with me. And when something like that happens, I'm like, okay, I should probably keep a $5 bill hidden somewhere in my car so that when um, probably $10 would be smarter because in LA, it's super expensive to park. But most every place takes, you know, a card, right? So it's weird when they don't, I'm like, you don't take a card? But um, it just proves that going cashless is definitely the wave of the future, right? Everything is going to be digital, mobile. We're going to be shooting cash back and forth, or cash, I'm using that in in air quotes, back and forth to each other, but we're not going to have actual cash. Um, And I think it's like a dying art. It's like, you know, talking to people on the phone. I mean, other than your job, when was the last time you actually talked to somebody on the phone? That's weird, right? What we just, we text them or send them a Facebook message or, you know, something like a tag them on social media. But I mean, that is definitely a dying art is, is calling people. And it's the human touch that I think is really what we're losing a little bit here. But, but the cashless going cashless is kind of the same thing, right? Like, we're, we're kind of, we're moving past the cash and yet cash still serves a purpose. I'm a huge fan of keeping some cash in your house, hide it, put it in a, you know, one of those fireproof safes or something like that, but keep some cash because I, the world is crazy and there's lots of reasons why you might just need a little cash. And I'm not talking again about a ridiculous amount of money, but maybe, I don't know, $50 or a hundred dollars or just something that is there in case you need the cash, right? Um, And then again, keep some cash in your car if you live in a place where you drive a car and, um, you know, parking is, you have to pay for parking and parking is expensive because you just, you never know. And I don't have the forethought, which is ridiculous, but I don't have the forethought sometimes when I'm pulling into the parking garage. I'm just assuming that they take credit card. I'm just, I'm assuming that, which is a complete wrong assumption. But there's lots of other reasons why you might be out and and need some cash. And so I think going completely cashless is not probably the best idea, but definitely going like minimal cash is probably, you know, a super smart move. And so there's this trend of the digital wallet. I don't know how many of you use Venmo, but probably a lot of you Um, I've used it a a few times, but I actually, now that I've been sort of investigating it for for this podcast piece, I'm like, wow, okay, I could see a lot of applications, you know, how I would use it. Um, But Venmo has done two million, two billion, I want to make sure I say that, two billion dollars in cash exchange since December. That is a lot of cash going back and forth to different people and different vendors since December. Like, we're not even talking six months here. And so, you know, the big banks really are feeling this kind of competition from Venmo because Venmo has, there's been other cashless digital wallet, you know, type services out there, but Venmo really has, you know, taken kind of the lead here, right? It's, It's the one that most people talk about or associate with when they're talking about digital wallet. So the big banks have kind of come together and realized like, okay, we can't be these dinosaurs anymore. We need to actually get in the game. Otherwise, we are going to be completely passed over. Um, 
you know, there are many times that I look at my traditional bank and I'm like, wow, you're just not being aggressive here. And there's a lot of online banks, you know, that are popping up right and left where I'm like, oh, I, I'm really thinking about making the switch. There's a few reasons why I'm not making the switch just yet. And that's just for me. Um, one of the reasons is I do a lot of deposits into my bank account. Well, a lot of the online bank accounts make it hard for you to do an actual check deposit. So, um, you know, that's one of the reasons why a big bank kind of still works for me for that reason. But if, if it wasn't for that, I would be all on board. So, uh, JP Morgan Chase, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, and a few others all got together and they were like, Hey, <laughs> we need to get into this technological, uh, payment system that the nation is going just like gaga over. Right. And it really is the person to person lending. So it's me, uh, shooting money over to my mom or shooting money over to a friend after we go out for dinner and maybe I didn't have cash, right? It's for all of those reasons. And so they've created something called Zelle. And Zelle is kind of what I think, you know, it might be something for older users, um, the way they're trying to kind of market Zelle. But I mean, it is, I think, it's definitely needed for these big banks, again, to get on the uh, bandwagon here and to really create something that um, maybe it's even better than Venmo. And they certainly have the cash to do it. I mean, all of those big banks, are you kidding me? There's a lot of money there for them to be able to invest in this. Um, you know, whether that's going to happen or not, I'm not quite sure. But um, I know Zelle is definitely evolving and um, they ten- they, they've said that tentatively that they plan to roll out sell a little later this year. So we'll kind of have to wait to see what happens. And for those of you who are with some of those banks, um, you know, we'll kind of have to wait and see how, how this compares to Venmo. But I, I definitely see this trend happening where, um, you know, a wallet is a thing of the past, right? A wallet is no longer something that we may have because it just might all be through our phone. And part of that is a little scary to me. Um, I, I immediately, like the red flags immediately go off with security in my head. And so I think there's a couple of, there's just a couple of tips that I want to give you if you are using Venmo or some other digital wallet, just to be aware of, because it's super easy it's so super easy for all of us to just push a button, right? We push a button on Uber. We don't even think about how much it costs. We push buttons on Hulu and Amazon Prime and Amazon when we're buying. All these things, we just push buttons, right? And we don't kind of think about what's happening or is it safe or how much money are we spending or have we budgeted for this? And so um, I think that we need to kind of rethink how we spend our money those ways. But I want to just, again, talk about security. So make sure that whatever platform you're using, whatever digital wallet, that there is a verification two-step process for you sending the money. And that's really important because, again, you're sending money and you're sending bank account information and routing information. And if any of that was compromised, they could deplete your your entire bank account, right? And and you certainly do not want to be in a situation like that. 
Another thing is only do this with contacts you know. So don't send money to people through Venmo or through another digital wallet that you don't know already. Um, If it's a friend of a friend, yeah, maybe that's okay. As long as that friend, you know, says, hey, this is a good upstanding person. But what I don't want you to do is start sending money all around to lots of different places because when you do that, it just, it increases your risk of compromise, of something happening. And again, you know, it's really hard with bank accounts and debit accounts. If you've ever had like your debit card uh, number taken and somebody has charged something or bought something and that's not yours and you're trying to get that charge removed, it's much harder than a credit card because they have to go back and research it and trace it. And that means that that money could be out of your bank account for potentially, you know, a week plus while they're doing that. Well, if you're already on the verge of not having enough money, that's a dangerous, dangerous spot to be in. It's kind of another reason why I'm a big fan of using credit cards, but using them smartly because if you call a credit card company up and you legitimately say, this is not my charge, they'll get it fixed right away and overnight you a new card. So there's just a different level Um, It's not service because I shouldn't say service, and yet it is in a way, but they just function differently, right? And so, you know, it it can be a little, that's why I say traveling. When you use your debit card traveling, oh, it's, it's dangerous, especially in Europe. Oh my gosh. Again, I've had my credit card number stolen every single time I have been in Europe, and I'm super careful with it. It's just like a routine practice. So... Uh, you always want to make sure that you're looking at your your statements, your ATM statements, your credit card statements each month, just to make sure that all of the charges are yours. Listen, if you've been using Mint to manage your money, I have got some news for you. First, the bad news. As you might know, Mint is shutting down for good. But the good news, well, there is a way better alternative that is a personal favorite of mine, Monarch Money. And I'm not the only lover of Monarch Money. Many Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and just raving about it. I used to manage my money with an Excel spreadsheet. I know, so archaic. And it was so time consuming. I tried all of the apps, but I just didn't find one I liked until I found Monarch. And I've got to tell you a secret. Monarch is so easy to use with a very intuitive design. You can even collaborate with your partner and you can customize Monarch for whatever your needs are. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Let's go back to the collaboration bit. Because we know money is a leading cause of divorce and breakups, Monarch has built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. You can see all your finances, make a budget together, get insights on your cash. Yes, cue the confetti. There will literally not be any more arguments over money. And if you've been frustrated with personal finance apps that are cluttered with ads, difficult to use, or rarely updated, so was Monarch. They built a new kind of personal finance app that's intuitive and powerful ad-free, and constantly improving based on customer feedback. Monarch has a tool that allows you as well to easily import your data from Mint. You can keep all of your tags and all of your categories. After trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Okay, and lastly is just, I know this sounds 
like it, like, duh, this is obvious, but you know, be really careful when you're on public Wi-Fi, when you're at Starbucks, when you're at a hotel, um, airport, wherever you may be, and you're using public Wi-Fi, be really, really careful. In fact, I don't, I make it a practice. I don't even check my bank account when I'm on a public Wi-Fi. Um, the only time I will check my bank account is if we're staying in a, like a reputable hotel and I've had to log on to their internet with my uh, room number and things like that. I'll maybe go on to check really quickly what's going on in our bank, like if I need to move money over, but I never, ever, ever do it out at like a public coffee house or airport or anything like that. And so I would, you know, my advice would be to be super cautious. Um, you can do it. I'm not telling you not to do it, but I'm just saying being real cautious when you're sending money, Venmo, whatever digital wallet platform it may be back and forth, and you're in a public location. Um, because again, security is so critical and we are just seeing so many different situations where, I mean, look, people hacked into the U.S. government. They've hacked into places that should be unhackable. So it's not hard to fathom that they can hack into, you know, your bank account or whatever it may be. And that just means that we got to be a little bit more diligent. And while we're used to pushing buttons and doing things so quickly. We've got to look at our bank statements every month, our credit card statements, and just be a little bit more cautious about the situation in which we're accessing our bank account or we're sending money or we're sending our bank account number or God forbid, our social security number. Definitely just be as careful as you can be. And it's still going to happen. There's still going to be hackers. There's still going to be things that happen but at least you're a little bit more aware. And I think that's really the main, if I'm going to say threat, and I don't even like to use that word because it's not a threat, but that's the main thing to really think about when we're going to this cashless society is, you know, we, we just need to be a little bit more diligent. And I think it's super easy. I mean, I get caught in it too, where I'm like, wow, I just did that whole transaction and I did not follow my own advice. Um, and so, you know, it happens to me too. And I think it's just about slowing down for a minute. Cause like, we're all so fast. We're also, you know, just like jumping around to all of these different sites and all of these different apps so fast that we're just not like cognitively thinking about what we're doing. So, um, I think it's an interesting conversation. I'm going to be super interested to check out Zelle when it comes out, um, and see if, you know, this, I, I think it is, but if this digital banking thing is really going to stick and stay around here for the long haul. But again, have a little cash, tuck a little cash away because there are all sorts of reasons and you probably have a million yourself where you're like, man, I went into that like obscure coffee place or whatever and I just wanted a coffee and they had cash only and I had no cash. And you know, then you got to go to an ATM and the ATM might not be in your bank network, and then you may have an ATM fee. And so it's just like a downward spiral. So just keep a little cash, tuck a little cash away, and um, you never know when you might need it. All right, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Shauna Game and Instagram at millennial underscore money.